0: What's up guys, it's me Andy Thanks for joining me today Uh, Given Sunday's events I found it appropriate to attempt to do uh, A shorter episode Last time I did a shorter episode Was after the Las Vegas events And I was able to take an excerpt From a previously recorded podcast A piece that didn't make it to the final edit Um, The last time I tried to do this quote-unquote alone, as far as like the the introduction, uh, I didn't have any like background music and it was kinda, it might have seemed kinda too forward or I don't know, you know, I I got mixed reactions. So from there I decided to change the way I did the introductions and eventually I did no introduction. And this is no introduction, this is just a little transition to let you all know what's going on and and what's been on my mind since Sunday. Uh, Of course this will be Thursday when you guys listen to this and not too many things have crossed my mind But I think enough things have stayed in my mind And one of those things being, you know Taking things for granted Taking people uh, Taking time for granted And not, not to get too preachy And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to take too much of your time today But I would like you to think about it You know I will be adding an excerpt to the, to the end of this little piece Of Jocko talking with Tim Ferriss about Always being on the search and never uh, enjoying the moment and trying to be in the present moment. And Tim Ferriss gives a good example of his experience with being in the present moment. And uh, it's funny that it came out Monday. He, uh, the timing couldn't have been better. I heard it and I was like, oh man, this is what we're gonna talk about. And then as they progress, I told the guys, you know what? Never mind. You know, I'm gonna try something different. Hopefully, you know, people will grab onto it and we'll listen to the excerpt again. That and again, all this will be in the show notes. The excerpt will be. It's on YouTube, but I found it on. Uh, Jocko talking with Tim Ferris and you know a lot of rhetorical questions have been in my mind over and over again you know taking things for granted taking time for granted you know what what am I seeing when I'm out in, in the world in society and how people are reacting to certain things and uh, even to I mean okay this is only me obviously it's a me thing that I think I've I've kind of almost coined that but a me thing is you know seeing people you know find, finding what certain people have issues with. And none of it's bad, and this is no judgment. This is just observation, pure observation of, you know, the time change happened. And, and on Monday, I go into work, and everybody's tired, and it, it fascinates me. It really fascinates me. It's like, man, you know, how, how are you so tired? And for me, I honestly think, to be frank, is that it's too much sleep. To, you know, Sunday was actually a long day. I felt it very long. And I think maybe for me it got even longer after hearing about what happened in Sutherland Springs, I believe. And to continue is that you know people coming in on Monday and and you know everybody's in their own little bubble. And I've brought that up here and there. And me and Eddie have talked about it, even off the mic. Me and Brian have talked about it off the mic. And really, I got it from Jocko. And he talks about the American bubble, and it, it it's it's very real. It's very real. And and for for those that do get caught up in mainstream media. You know, look around you. How bad is it really? How bad do you really have it? Do you have water to drink? How was your shower this morning? Was it nice and warm? You know, what'd you have for lunch? What'd you have for dinner? Did you, were you were did you did you say I love you to the people who live with you before you left for the day? Did you wake up angry? Did you go to sleep angry? What did you think about? Where were you at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning when all these when this event in Sutherland Springs was unfolding? So, do not keep you much longer. I hope that you guys can then go whatever at whatever time you listen to this today, Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You know, take it with you. You know, let it be a little pers- Let it be just a tad personal to you. That's part of moving with life. That's part of taking action. That's part of not swinging on the pendulum, but moving forward and trying to get better, trying to gain something. And not feel like you're wandering. So again, thank you for tuning in. New listeners, thank you for pressing play. Returning listeners, thank you for staying with us for the past 43 weeks. It's amazing, amazing 43 weeks in a row. It's amazing. Uh, there's something that Kevin Hart said re- just recently. He ran a marathon, and he's like, you know, it's 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 amazing what you put your mindset to. And and frankly, this has just been a, a total maneuvering podcast and if you listen if you've listened from episode one until now you'll see that and hear the transition Well, hear more than see uh the transition that has been made and that's the whole point that's the whole point i wanted to bring to this conversation was that you know it's okay to to fluctuate it's okay to move but as long as you're moving it's all good so again stay with us the excerpt is coming up and thank you
1: All right, there was a friend of mine that was older than me, and he was always looking for the right girl and the right girl to settle down with and to marry and have kids and all that stuff. And it never seemed to happen. And the reason it never seemed to happen is because he was always looking for perfection, always looking for perfection. And I told him that, you know, profession doesn't exist. And I also had another buddy of mine that was, we were like surfing and he was always looking for like the next good time. Always looking for, he was looking for happiness, right? And one time we're surfing and I go, bro, you keep looking around for happiness, this is it. This is it, man, we're surfing. This is happiness right now. Do you ever feel like you're searching too much?
2: and looking for something instead of enjoying what you have. Ten years ago I would have said yes. Right now I feel like I've found I've found uh, a few things, meaning realizations, and I view my job as testing things on the fringe and reporting back. It's like half <laughs> like, ethnobotanist might be eaten by cannibals plus a little bit of athletic stupidity and really trying to find the things at the extreme so I can inform the mean and as an experimentalist or an experimenter I view that as my responsibility my job and I've, I've also replaced a number of words in my life so we, we used happiness because it's just the easiest reference right. point for a lot of folks uh, I think that the better word is excitement. So I I chase what excites me. Now, that's a razor's edge you got to be careful with. But when I say excite, it means I wake up excited and I go to bed exhausted. Basically is what that means. And uh, I've also realized that there are things to optimize and there are things to savor. And I don't have a lot of trouble with that. Most people would think that I'm just like speed reading poetry and (laughs) watching every movie on like 28X forward with subtitles just to cram in as much Mr. Robot as I can or whatever. And no, uh, I, I, I feel like I am increasingly better at the appreciation portion of the equation. The achievement I've always been, I wouldn't say hardwired for, but very well trained for. I'm good at putting goals in the sights and achieving those goals. But if you're constantly looking for the next thing, whether it's the next goal or it's the next girl or it's the next high, then you are never going to be operating in the present tense.
1: Was there something that you said 10 years ago, if I would ask you this, you would have probably been on your heels a little bit. Is there something that happened where you said, you know what, what did I just, you know, did you get home from a trip one time and say, what did I just do? Or what,
2: was there a, No, I can a tell moment? you. I can tell you. It was... Uh, <laughs> so, this, this is related to something that, uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez, who's the director, producer, writer, musician, everything. He's mm-hmm. a fascinating guy. Also huge. I didn't realize how big he was. So, Sin City, good on the list, right? He's, he has a, a lot of hits. And he said, I always find it funny, and I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, he, he's one of the longer chapters in the book. He said, I always find it funny when filmmakers come up to me, brand new filmmakers, and they say, nothing went the way it was supposed to go. Like this happened and that happened and shit broke and then we missed this shot and da da da." And he said, they don't realize that that's their job, that nothing is going to work. Like if you're the director, your job is nothing's gonna work. Uh, So at one point I was feeling uh, maybe existentially scattered. I was like, well, I'm trying all these different things and doing all these different experiments. And when am I gonna figure out my thing? And then at some point, someone just said, no, your thing is going meta. Like, your thing is doing these types of experiments. And what I realized is my my one thing is learning things quickly. And whether that is cooking or sniping. I've taken some sniping courses. That's a separate story. Uh, Rally car racing, whatever, right? tango, doesn't matter. That the approach to deconstructing these things and learning them quickly compounds. So if I get better at one, I get better at the next. doesn't matter what the subject area is. So that's my one thing. Uh, And it just gave me great peace of mind. A, you don't need one thing in a traditionally defined sense. Maybe your thing is, as I have found, being a human guinea pig and trying to train people to be better learners is my one thing. Uh, And that, that made me feel more confident uh, in this sort of experimental approach, I don't have ten-year plans, and I used to—that used to bother me a lot. I am no longer remotely bothered by that uh, because I have two-week experiments and I have six-month projects. And if I do my, b- we, we actually talked about this, and you've written about it. But rather than worrying about the the next seventeen promotions, you just do what's in front of you. In my case, it's, say a, a book project. If I do. An exceptional job. I knock it out of the park with this one thing. Opportunities will present themselves that I couldn't have conceived of right. six months ago. And then it's just a matter of paddling for the wave. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah, but I'm a lot better at appreciation than I was along, uh, say, 10 years ago. Uh, because 10 years ago, it didn't matter how, how well I did, what I won, what I accomplished. I was always obsessing on the next thing. I never took the time to actually enjoy it. Good lesson.